0: The beats, the The flow, the The rhythm. rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Streets Streets saying
1: our podcast. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) Man, we should have did a listening session in Earth Gang. That shit, knocking, nigga. They whole album. Cause they they one of the few people that like towed a line with the, the, the conscious ratchet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think on this one a lot of people didn't hadn't really been feeling their stuff because they're a little too abstract, mm-hmm. and then kind of like Vince Staples they had to scale back especially production wise and and give people more a little bit more of what they want without sacrificing themselves, mm-hmm. and they got some damn heat but they gonna always give you the social commentary, behind it and they came with it it's like real
1: uh outcast like type shit like real the other atlanta nah, not for sure um it's crazy you know just coming from atlanta oh yeah you know we was just down there listening to that in atlanta oh for you real <laughs> but uh you called it conscious ratchet i like yeah. a term my boy chickadevia was the first person i ever heard say he called it conscious ignorance
0: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah
1: that conscious ignorance yeah I
0: mean, that's it just sounds like it's supposed to be, so it, it rings to the people who don't know no better just to feed them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like giving them a, what's a good dish? Like just giving them a, a real elo- uh, eloquent dish, but serving it in a way that they'll be able to eat it and digest it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all hey, right, man, that's palatable. Shit. Very palatable. Mm-hmm. Cause some of the other stuff, I love it. Now I've been a fan for a minute. But yeah, I know being in Atlanta, are they, did you feel like they got a good reception in Atlanta when you was down there?
1: Well, I mean, or you couldn't really? I couldn't uh, really gauge. I wasn't in the club. Man. Yeah, you know me, I be chilling, man. So yeah. We get Shamari. We gotta get our, our bro show on here, man, and get him to talk about the escapades, man, and what was going down, and if he feel how he feel about the reception. But it's different in the A,
0: man. Yeah, I would. You know, that's a trip I should have been on because we would have had a whole lot of different escapades. Sure. <laughs> I was like, uh, we got to see what is happening. Yeah. And we'd have been in some spots, and... Oh,
1: they was in, some they spot. was in some spots. They was in <laughs> some spots. was I was just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I was chilling. You know, they was in some spots.
0: Should have had y'all go to uh, uh, Cascades. That's like a must for even a visitor. Have you been to Cascades?
2: Mm-mm. I haven't been to Atlanta yeah. before. Oh, wow. I did like a little layover for like six hours and went out, but I'm trying to actually go in April. In April? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see Lucky Day, hopefully. Oh, August man. Okay.
0: She going to April. I ain't going to lie. It's too much happening in April because mm-hmm. I can't make that trip. A lot of trips that we got to make. She was just running down all the concerts and shit. I'm like, put us on the schedule. <laughs> we got we to gotta go Lincoln, Iowa, maybe Iowa City. We got to go to uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like Everybody's out and around here. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody touching here. Minus is Dizzy Wright. He coming. Mm. But he always coming. So, you know, we appreciate that look. But, man, I guess that's going to be our... It's our mission. Our next one. We gotta get people start showing up. We gotta get mm-hmm. some buzz, Like, stop through here. Mm-hmm. I'm working on one that's on tour. You know, I'm working. I've been talking to him. Um, wanted him to do the show, but I might, you know, like, you know what? It's on the way to your own the way. Mm-hmm. It's on the way to your destination. If you can slide through, mm-hmm. even if it's an off day, we'll schedule it correctly. And let's let's make this happen. Man. So gotta hit him with all the pictures I done took with him over the years. I'm like, Let's do this for real. Mm-hmm. Shoot, we gotta get started. Man. But you know, we one of these days like, when we get them hundred subscribers, we will have a drop for you, man. <laughs> I like a live drop. That part, you know what I'm saying? I'm working on it. We, we Johnny, gotta get his drop.
1: I got. IA. Hey, I'm yeah, you working got? on it. I got a. Uh, I got my boy Lightpo. He uh, he's supposed to be re-recording my drop, man. Okay. Can't find the original, so yeah, we gotta get something.
0: Some even for the pie, something simple. I don't know. I be thinking, I'm like, man, it's time to step into the streets.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't know. That might be it, hey man. Hey, you know you a genius with the words, man. So I'd just be, just go with it.
0: Yeah, I just be thinking. He was there when we recorded the uh the the intro. The intro. I was just sitting there, like I gotta get an intro, and I just started thinking and typing, and like, all right, this is what came to me. And then he, his punk ass wouldn't do it. Uh-uh. I was mad. He was like, no, you got the voice, man. You got it's the your-
1: voice. <laughs> he, he don't realize, like, you know, he got a good voice. And that, that and the intro is fitting. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine me doing the intro. I don't even think a single listener could imagine me
2: doing the intro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that. But I think, I don't know. It was just something I think he knew I knew understood the essence because I was creating it. So he's like. Nah, just rock with it. Mm -hmm. You know, the homie recorded was kind of laughing. I'm like, no, this shit came out. Stop playing with me. Right. I know what I'm doing, kind of not really. Right. (laughs) But man, it's good to be in the building. We got our boy... You know, Johnny no good in the house. Man, you know, fresh out the A. Fresh out the A. <laughs> Did you get some chicken wings from the strip club?
1: No, I didn't no. go to the strip club. <sighs> they, they went to the strip club. <laughs> I was chilling. Yeah. The night that I was ready and had my energy and I was ready to go out was the night that it Thank was you. time to chill. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it, because I had an 11 o'clock flight. I knew Show had like a nine o'clock flight. I thought everybody had a late flight. Mm mm. It was over with. I missed my chance.
0: (laughs) Wait, but even if they don't, like, the rule of traveling is if you go out the night before and you got an early flight, you don't go to sleep. Mm. That's the rule of traveling. Like, I teach all these, listen, man, I've been asleep on many a plane. That part. But I don't drink either, so I'm cool, you Mm -hmm. know, but... you know, I've been sleeping on many a flight. They, Prepare for it. They,
1: it looked like they went hard. So maybe they went hard that <laughs> night before. It is the A. They don't play. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey we was down there living cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, man, shout out to my boy, Show, man. He did it big, man. He did
0: I mean, it big. yes, sir. Show Hawk. Yes, sir. Man, did y'all get to link up with Buddy?
1: Uh, no, nah, we man. didn't get to link up with Buddy Um, that Friday night. Nope
0: man man i started to text too but i was like "Nah, they on the trip they 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 doing their thing i ain't tripping
1: man yeah you know yeah man so we did a couple of things man we didn't get to link up with buddy um i did get to link up with one family member but outside of that i ain't i ain't hit up nobody i ain't linked with nobody i just i literally was chilling bro reading um uh and having some good food good time bro mm-hmm. around good energy bro like it was for me it was much needed bro reset just going to the new black wall street that's what i was just about to ask you about yeah what about it
2: i was just gonna ask how was it it looked cool i saw some pictures that you posted
1: oh it was beautiful um it's always beautiful to see um a whole bunch of people that look like you Mm -hmm. doing good business and doing commerce and everybody understanding uh there's not that that weird tension or energy Mm. when you see certain different black people everybody speak to you um and the people who don't speak it's not nothing Mm. you know it ain't no bad energy to it Mm. so it was just a beautiful thing um the one thing i pulled for show a lot of black women with businesses in the A. a lot of black women doing their thing around functioning they Mm. doing their thing
0: functioning
1: a lot of black women, so shout out to the black women putting the thing down, man, and representing entrepreneurship. I'm just thinking all the names, like, dang, you ain't, I should have hit up Tashana, cause you know she, she lived down there. I for just, sure, you know. For sure, I seen she. You know, I know she be down there. My cousin Lane Gang be down there. Yep. It's a lot of people I ain't hit up, bro. Like I said, I was just, just chilling, like literally chilling. Um, and plus two, when you down there on the behalf of somebody else, and it's. Their special occasion you don't want to make plans for them mm-hmm. bro had the full itinerary already already planned out so mm. you don't never want to impose when you're going down on somebody else's behalf right mm-hmm. that's just oh yeah that's just bad stewardship yes sir that's true. yeah
0: i'm i was like the complete opposite even because i was down there for my you can call it a bachelor party but it wasn't no party mm-hmm. but i'm just like free flow now i'm like hit the homies up like what y'all doing i'm like i'm just here to, to kick it so mm-hmm. Let's see where the night go. No, oh, let me hop on Eventbrite. That look cool. Mm. Let's go there. Oh, my homie just hit me. He he got a comedy show. Let's go there. Support yep. him. Oh, Jada Kid's having an album release party. It's free right now before 11. Yep. Let's go. And that's how Samari is. <laughs> so, like That's what I'm saying. So,
1: bro, already know how to find all the spots, get it, you know. So, it was a good time, bro. Man, it that's a good
0: time. That's love. Just to be able to recharge and recharge around actual energetic people you you like oh i'm actually charging up like yeah for sure i see what see what it could be Mm -hmm. i see what it's like Mm -hmm. and that don't mean everything perfect but like man like i that's it's just needed to see and to to feel like to truly feel it yeah
1: but man we stopped there with me man and we got on that little tangent man i see we got a special guest today
0: man oh yeah man um we got us a a nice guest, and I'm a. I called her earlier. I said, "You are the only uh, grounded, free spirit person I know. Mm. It's it's a it's a you're talking about a delicate balance that's balanced well. Mm. Um, that has a lot of knowledge and a lot of will to make a way where there is no way, mm. all because of their artistic and creativity. Yes, sir. And the freedom to try to express that and to explore that is always beautiful to see." And we've i've been a part of events in the past that you've done um and be part of events that's coming up and, and vice versa and i just want to give and this is somebody who is a when i say actual supporter mm-hmm. a supporter mm-hmm. um if you're moving in the right way she supports you and she supported both of us heavily uh on our endeavors and um we like to reciprocate that and just somebody just just a friend that you can just Kick it and talk to about whatever. Damn, damn near any time, whatever. Hey, again, free spirit. Yo, <laughs> it's two in the morning. You, she probably want you can call I'm like yo, man. I'm I'm out. Will you up? Yep. Let's just chop it up. Mm-hmm. This just music. Chop it up. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Um, got a lot of got a lot of things coming up. Mm-hmm. A lot of big things big for things. the city. Mm-hmm. Real big things. Mm-hmm. And I think the people need to know about it. And I think they need to know who you are. So. We got our good friend, Elijah, on the podcast, man. Give her a round of applause, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's up?
2: Am I supposed to introduce myself Brandon? Right yeah, how you okay. feeling? Okay. okay, Well, I just want to say thank y'all for such a warm compliment. It made my heart feel a little warm. Which camera do I look at? Either one? It doesn't matter? Okay, sorry. I'm new to this. This is my first official podcast i'm so happy to be here but um my name is elijah i'm a local artist multidisciplinary so i do kind of a mix of things and I'm a community herbalist just a community person i love omaha and i love being here and i love making art and um sharing and creating joyful experiences that we can all have yeah
1: man yeah. she being modest man <laughs> yes. hey you know how people be being modest
0: <laughs> like she just didn't drop a whole commercial for some shit she got going on this
1: summer man being <laughs> modest man <laughs> Shout out to Elijah, man. <laughs> um, I just want to thank you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. What you was able to do for me and my family, to be able to push me out there to Minnesota, I'll never be able to thank you enough for it. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you for that.
2: Of course, anytime. It was absolutely my pleasure. For
1: sure. Yeah, yeah man. Um, and the reason why I'm saying she being modest uh-huh. is because she do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And of all the titles that she didn't mention, curator of events uh, mm. spaces was not one of the things that she mentioned right
0: so with that being said what are some especially in the past what are some of the events that you've been able to curate here in omaha um that you put together or been a part of
2: okay so my first event that I ever put together was this art show called outsider mind and it was like me and then um Two are the artists, Casey Callahan and, Tal- and Talia Rogers. And Eric DJ, that was the first event I ever put on is that Outer Spaces when they moved to their new space on 13th Street. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it was just like a big art show. Like we brought like all of the art that we had. And so like we covered all of the walls and they got this like room where one of the pianos is now, but we like covered that room and then we covered like the brick walls and um, me and Casey made this like new piece that's like, this weird face type thing that we like hung on the banners there. It was really, really dope. And so I think Talia performed a little bit and then Eric DJed the whole time. And it was really cool. Um, I think like 150 people came out that night. So mm-hmm. like as a first time thing, it definitely felt like really affirmative because like before then I knew I wanted to do our show for like two years, but like nobody would like open up the space to mm-hmm. make it happen. And like outer spaces wasn't, necessarily like a space for like a visual art show and so it was cool to kind of like introduce that into the space and then like people started to like use it for that so that was cool yeah she didn't
0: tell you she danced at that show. <laughs> I was thinking. Like, that. Yeah, and she did a whole and
2: that was a different show. That was a different one. That was one that me and Sarah curated. So me and that's Sarah curated right. another show at Outer Spaces. Boom. Eric also DJed. Mm. We just be
0: busy working. I'm sorry, I get <laughs> yeah. mixed up.
2: Yeah, and so then some band played. I can't remember their name right now, but that's a band played, and me and Sarah made all these like crazy like installation pieces out of cardboard, and I did this like dance performance. That was the first time I really ever like. Did a solo performance in front of anybody, so that was cool. And then like some other stuff. Um, when I used to be a part of like the study, I used to help trying to kind of like put events together there. And then I had like a funk night. Eric also <laughs> DJed. And then I had the Two Chains night, which that night was like super memorable. Where it's mm-hmm. basically, I think after. Well, I can't remember the name of that that album. What's the al- What's the Travis uh, album? The
0: The Pink something. But it's uh I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, the two chains album. I just feel like after that, like in my circle, just like my cousins and my friends, we was like bumping that heavy and just like I don't know, I remember being in like high school listening to like two chains, like true religion and shit. And so I was like, it would be super tight to like put on a two chains event where we just like get ratchet. And so it was pretty fun. That was at like the old like drip space or whatever, and um yeah, it was dope. And then we like projected on the wall, and a lot of people came out. It was cool. So, so those are some of the things I've done. And then most recently, um, I guess last year, I had the Juneteenth event, which is like a one that I'm really proud of that I feel like kind of like pushed me into a place of being like, oh, yeah, this is like it for me. So.
0: Got you. Oh, man. Those events were always hella fun. And mm-hmm. I always get to uh, push it all the way. I always get to really just see. Um, the kind of the maturation and the ability to uh, just push it all away. We gonna take if a. Am I prick. not pushing it? Okay, Yeah. I, there it. It is. yeah. <laughs> I thought I was pushing it. Back to our regular scheduled program. <laughs> we live, bitch. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's just been fun to see like the growth and the ability to try new. You heard in her speech. It was first. Mm. I, my first time doing that. It was my first time dancing. Mm. My first time putting the show together. My first and it's that that spirit of of creativity and not being afraid to do something you've never done Mm -hmm. um, because your spirit is moving you in that direction Mm -hmm. Um, it's always dope to see and and she is also just an avid uh art overarching art lover Mm -hmm. and i know uh one of the new things you've been doing are, are the listening sessions that you've been putting on? Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of explain to them what type of listening sessions are you having? Like, what's the purpose and what have you been doing?
2: Yeah, so just in general, like, I'm like a real big music fan. Like, I love just like diving into albums and I try to be really intentional about the way that I listen to music because, you know, music is like an outlet for a lot of people. It's therapeutic, it's soothing. And I feel like for me, it just like takes me to like this different world and like, I don't know, people always told me that I had a good taste in music and like even when I was like in high school and stuff, like when I would hang out with my friends, they were, used to, I used to be the person who would play the music all the time or like make CDs that we would listen to in everybody's cars and drive around. So I feel like that spirit kind of like led me a little bit to start doing this. But most recently I feel like maybe even like the pandemic, like I just started to listen to albums differently than I ever did before. Like, I feel like I would like, you know, maybe play them while driving or like play them while like doing whatever around the house. But I just like got to a point where I'm just like, I'm trying to think like what album. Oh, okay. This is, let me, let me go back a little bit. So I think the reason why I started doing that is because during the pandemic, I spent a lot of time at the hi-fi house. Mm -hmm. That was like my like go-to like escape from like all this craziness that's happening. And I think that like, um, there's this one, there's this one EP by Stanley Clark called, um, Journey to Love. And I think it's like, came out in 1975 or something. And, um, Paul, what's his last name? from, from oh. First Sky or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, anyways, oh, he... Paul sh- B. Allen. Yeah, yeah, Paul B. Allen. He showed me that album. And so I just remember, like, listening to it, and it just, like, changed the way that I interacted with music. And then so, like, after that, whenever albums would drop, especially during the pandemic, like, Lee and Le dropped and, like, Lil' Dragon dropped, and I, like, bought their vinyls and went to listen to them at the Haifa house and just, like, sat with it with, like, no phone, no nothing. Like, let me just listen through. And so... There's just something about, like, being incredibly present, which is, like, I think just a way to truly, like, appreciate, like, what the artist is giving you, you know? It's like a gift, right? That's, like, the way that I try to, like, think about it is as a gift. And so um, I just wanted to really, like, appreciate the craft because I feel like a lot of times when people drop albums and stuff, it's, like, they get compared to their last album or it's, like, people try to think about it necessarily, like, from, like, what you as a a fan want them to have. And I just want to, like... I just appreciate art, right? So I just like appreciate the art of their storytelling. So I've been trying to have these like little listening sessions because I just want to like create spaces where people can um, listen to music in like a real present way, like with other people that I, I, another reason why I did it too is cause like I get really excited and I'm like Is anybody else listening to this? Like, this is so incredible. So I think I just wanted to create a space where we could experience it together and then be able to hear other people's perspectives. And so we've done a couple of them and it's been really powerful and really fun and intimate and I like the intimacy of it. I've been kind of just doing like invite only thing. You know, the Rona was still like crazy. So, but I hope to open it up to like the public someday or like get local ones, stuff like that. For
0: sure, for sure. And I, I actually enjoyed the atmosphere there, just to to sit and listen. I think I've been to all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What was the first one you remember?
2: The Mick Jenkins. The Mick or
0: Jenkins, or yep. And then uh, Amber Mark. Amber Mark. And then uh, Saba. Saba on this last one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we had Earth Gang on the docket, but they had to push back. You know, they had to get clearance. Man, they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't clear the. You know how that go? Everything <laughs> wasn't clear, but they got it cleared. Um, but it's just good to to sit with people who are trying to listen to albums on similar, on music that I already listened to. Like, these are artists that, or even like Amber Mark. I never knew who she was. Mm-hmm. Put me on to a new artist. Mm-hmm. I actually got to play her at a little house party. Okay. Play FOMO. Okay. And it was, it was, everybody was bopping. I was in my funk bag. And, yeah. You know, in house bag. And they was like, oh, what's, like, yeah. But it's, um. It's always good to be amongst people, especially in a time and era where we're getting a lot of microwave, mm-hmm. um, everything, especially with music. So um, a lot of the artists that we're exploring, that she's exploring on there, are artists that put together bodies of work, mm-hmm. and they don't make sense if you try to just sparse out mm-hmm. song by song. Mm-hmm. You kind of got to, you have to listen to the to the body of work. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of in a crazy time. Even we talk about it like we're streaming it's almost bringing back the bodies of work cuz people want everything to stream. So now they are getting thinking like a cohesive project people going to want going to listen all the way through so I'm going to get more streams instead of just putting out singles. Mm. So it's 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 interesting and I think the artistry has definitely kicked back up in uh in like hip hop and music as in general. Mm. And uh yeah, my girl I got a, I was just getting through Moonchild's new album, uh Starfruit. They just always wavy. And they did. I think they listened to the pod. I'ma just say it. Cause they sure got some some Moonchild's one of those soul artists that I mentioned. I said I wish they would work with some of our legacy soul artists. And on the first track, they got Layla Hathaway. Mm. Hey, yeah. Uh, give a hey, if you listen to us, say
1: what's up. Man. Subscribe. <laughs> it definitely be a lot of people that do that, man. But speaking of artistry, how did you first get interested? What's your journey with being an artist like? Where did you find the love of art in all of its capacities and forms?
2: Okay. (laughs) I feel like that's a story. So, um, honestly, I feel... My mom really, like, exposed me and my siblings to a lot when I was a kid. And even today, I just, like, said thank you to her before this podcast. I was like, I just feel, like, so thankful that you just, you know, provided so many creative experiences for me. But um, my dad was really into, like, music and, like, used to write songs and stuff like that. And then um, my mom used to, like, paint. She used to, like, paint, like, these, like, crazy realistic pictures of, like, apples and stuff like that and I remember being like a kid like amazed by like what was happening I just thought she was so talented and then she used to always just have me and my siblings in like whatever creative things that she could so I remember when I was a kid I was in ballet um I was in I had guitar lessons piano lessons I played the clarinet um she used to take us to like just like classes they had at the Jocelyn so random like visual art things. so I feel like a lot of like my art making came from like those experiences as a child. And then um, I feel like my love for music came from just like her and her friends and the stuff that they used to do. So they used to have these things called Zen nights on Fridays where they would like all drink wine, like Zen They all drink wine and then like, you know, all the kids would be there. And I just remember like, just like, slow like my mom teaching me how to like two-step to like Sade and like Luther Vandross and stuff so mm. I feel like a lot of my music love came from like when my mom used to play and like I remember like always singing like Window Seat by Eric Badu with her like that's mm. still like one of my <laughs> favorite songs to this day and so that's where a lot of um my creative inspiration came from which I feel like even recently I've had to, like, acknowledge that because I think that for a long time, like, I didn't really make art in high school. Like, I played the clarinet for, like, five years until I was in middle school, but high school was, like, a whole different journey for me. Um, I went to a really white school, and it was just, like, I dealt with a lot of issues. Like, when it came to my identity and the way I looked being, like, a dark-skinned black woman and, like, you know, I'm, like... The way that I speak and stuff, people used to always like tell me I was too white and then like I was too black, you know what I mean? Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I dealt with a lot of those things. And then I had like just even the dynamic of having like a lot of white teachers who like, you know, don't see black children and sometimes single them out. Like I feel like I had this art teacher that like you had to take her class to get into the rest of art classes. And she would give me an eye on every project. And I don't know why she would give me an eye, because I was doing the work. And so I just dropped her class and then I just like felt discouraged. Mm. from doing art that whole time and so right. I've it definitely has been like a journey on like not uh what do you call it letting like having regret for not working during that time I guess mm. and so yeah that's kind of like what I've been um trying to work through within myself lately
1: yeah that's a journey too in its own self and like speaking of that I do want to get to that in a second mm-hmm. as, far, as far as working on that journey mm-hmm. but How has that journey, how has that been able to, how have you been able to go through that journey of like self-healing, self-discovery, self-expression through art? Mm. Seeing as art was once used as a discouragement and your power was taken away from somebody Mm -hmm. by somebody or try to dampen that. Mm -hmm. How did you find the ability to use that and face that and embrace that?
2: Mm. I will say that when I was like 17, I just went through like something really traumatic, but it was like, kind of one of those like awakening moments in my life. Like I feel like when it re- when I really started to learn about like my emotional responsibility and also even the fact that I had trauma, you know, because a lot of people have trauma and are experiencing um, like PTSD and symptoms of trauma. But, you know, we live in a culture that like doesn't talk about it or diagnose it or, you know, have like um, resources for it. So I read this book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hayes and it just kind of like opened my mind to just all of the things that were happening and I felt like um I learned how to like I learned about coping mechanisms and at first I think I had really bad coping mechanisms like I don't know I was just introduced to like drugs at a young age like I wasn't doing anything too crazy but like definitely like not you not who I am you know Mm -hmm. and um yeah so then like when I was like 18 and just like kind of like you know, not trying to be, like, dependent on even just weed or whatever, or, like, my friends or, you know, my, my, whatever my ego is trying to tell me that I need to, like, exist, I started to, like, just, like, paint a lot to, like, um, yeah, as, like, a a healing mechanism. I was, like, well, there has to be healthy ways, so, like, Mm -hmm. writing and working art just really became a way for me to, like, um, communicate my story and tell it. in in ways that I couldn't necessarily like communicate with my like voice and also I will like shout out to my cousin Cameron and my sister Egypt um they're kind of like the older ones in my family group and like when I was 18 they just like sat me and my brother down and was like you know like whatever you guys want to do you need to start it now like don't don't wait until your 20s don't like let people think that you have time like you do have time but like the younger you start, the more you'll appreciate it and the farther you'll get. Like, I wish that, like, when I was 18, I had someone telling me this. And I just remember that conversation, like, really stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And so then, like, at that time, I started, like, modeling, too, a lot. And that was, like, a big, like, healing journey for me to, like, finally, like, really, like, accept and appreciate myself as a black woman because, like, I dealt with a lot of colorism issues. So I dealt with people always telling me that like, oh, you're pretty, but you're too dark or like, you know, all those types of things. And mm-hmm. so I just feel like I started to define myself like, no, like I, I am a black woman and I'm beautiful and like I can, you know, show my beauty and be confident in it. So that's kind of like where the healing journey started. And then from there on, art has always been like a way for me to like move through the pain that I'm going through in my life.
1: And I think that's like a perfect to the, my next question before I pass it back over to E. Is How does it feel, right, to then have art be the medium in which your modeling and beauty is exposed? Because you got a mural out there in Minnesota, don't you?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Reggie. Let's talk mm-hmm. about
1: that. So how is that whole journey Dan, and then seeing yourself out there, man? Because mm-hmm. shout out to Reggie LaFleur.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, especially in, like, your 20s. Like, I'm only 24, so my identity is, like, constantly changing. And um, I think that seeing that mural, Um, it came out last year in September, seeing that mural came at like a really um, prevalent time where um, I was able to like see myself again because I do think that like trying to like navigate like kind of the Omaha art community in the past two years has been like detrimental to like how I see myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say that like, you know, part of that is because like the ways people treated me, but part of that is also like, um, I maybe allowed their, um, perceptions of me to cloud my own too much, you know? Like, that's the lesson that I learned in that. But seeing that mural at a really important time was just, like, I don't know. I just could, like, I remember, like, going to see it and just, like, I couldn't help but, like, cry. Like, that's the first thing that I did. And I just remember, like, thinking about, like, my seven-year-old self who was, like, super timid and, like, you know, insecure for some reason because, like, people used to always, like, say stuff about you know what I mean kids are mean (laughs) kids are mean and so I feel like um I just remember like kind of healing that like childhood self like you know like this is who you always were and like you are like a very beautiful person like inside and out and it's here on this mirror like you're memorialized and especially to like um be portrayed as Oshun one of the of. of creativity and fertility and stuff was just really powerful, I think, especially because I've been trying to, like, um, think about um, what African religions mean to me and, like, how I can be rooted in specific ones. And I feel like I really relate to a lot of the Yoruba practices. So it just came at a really, like, powerful, like, intersecting time in my life where I was able to, like, see and identify myself. again.
0: Man, that's amazing. Um, the power of imagery mm-hmm. and the reinf- the reinforcement of it mm-hmm. to 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 your identity and self so it's very important um so um even with that we talk about identity and finding yourself sometimes our identity is is expressed through what we do mm-hmm. and i know you're currently moving into uh, a new venture mm-hmm. of your uh, events, mm-hmm. so I want you to kind of highlight. I know you just dropped a, I call it a commercial, mm-hmm. but a, a beautiful piece on something you're working on mm-hmm. uh, for the future for this summer that we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell the people what what it is that you they should be looking forward uh, to from you? Mm.
2: Yes. Okay. So this project is titled Sunday Soul, and it's like a five-part performance series at Holy Family Community Center. And um, Holy Family Community Center, it used to be a church, but then St. Vincent de Paul kind of took over it, and it's still be still being used for like some of the similar things that it was being used for. So they have like a thrift store and like a like a pantry where they give out things. But they have the chapel there that is just like so um, captivating. It's such an incredible space. So I'm just trying to curate like five series there of like, um, of music and dance and spoken word. And, um, a lot of the artists that I'm interested in are women, but there still would be male supporting acts involved. And, um, it's all free to the public and there's still, there will be food available. And I feel like, um, there's something about like, reclaimed church spaces I like to like phrase it at that as that that I just really like resonate with um in my art and um speaking of resonate I had a project titled resonate at another old church space that's on 20th street in Benton and I just feel like um I kind of know what it means to me I'm still kind of like unveiling it but I just think that there's like such sanctuary and peace that exists within church regardless of like whatever specific religion was practicing there, you know? Cause certain religions, like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the things that they do, but I think that like, you know, the, the power of prayer is is very um, prevalent and that people, um, that it just creates this like, yeah, the sanctuary in this like beautiful, like euphoric and ethereal space. And so I'm just trying to like create more spaces of joy. I think that's the way I like to phrase, um, the type of events that I throw. Um, And I really do hope that like this space is like opened up to more artists in Omaha and stuff. But I just think that like what I do and like my power and who I am is that like, I just have the energy and the intentions to bring people together in a way that feels like open and safe and like healing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I think that's the reason why I wanna do it for free. Um, And I just think that also like I feel like a lot of I mean there's so many oppressive forces in Omaha all the time and especially just like I've been exposed to a lot in my life of going to like I don't know how many different countries. I think it's like six, but I've gone to like six different countries and I've like seen a lot, I've gone to like shows like literally (laughs) I've been to so many concerts. And so I've just like really been able to experience like different places and like how their culture is thriving. And we do have a culture here, but there's just always like these forces trying to like silence us or press us against it or against us or like individual artists don't feel supported. So they leave. And so I feel like I just want to like create events that, um, feel culturally, representative of what Omaha is and also just like the exceptional art that is being made here and I just think that like there's not enough artist-led celebrations that a lot of like things that happen to do with art in Omaha are like non-profits or institutions and I think there's just like a lot of issues that can come with that because then they choose all the same people or even then they don't want to like pay you equitable like equitable amounts that actually like you know affirm your worth so I just want to like really like for artists to feel supported, I've always just had that energy in me. Like, when I see people doing something they love, like, I just want to, like, help them amplify it. Even if it's from afar, I just want them to feel like there's no bad blood, like, it's always it's always love. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where that project is coming from. I'm raising money for it, so um, it's kind of a lot of money. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel in my heart that I can make it happen and that I hope that um, the people who come and receive it will... Um, Feel whatever they feel from it.
0: <laughs> Man, that's so super dope. I mm. watched the video. Mm-hmm. I know you showed me pictures, but the video did it more justice. Just looking at the space and the way um, that those like the church panes, window panes are stained mm-hmm. glass. Stained glass brings a different energy to the space. And when you're talking about that energy, it comes a lot of it comes from people, the spirit. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what religion. People's intentions are to rise up a positive, good spirit Mm -hmm. of a higher power. And those things stay, they resonate and they stay. Mm -hmm. They don't leave spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, just being in that space, it's already a success Mm -hmm. to be in that space because anybody and anything that comes in that space Mm -hmm. with your intention plus the intentions of everybody that's been there Mm is going to raise it up. It's going to raise the vibrations Mm -hmm. extremely high. So I'm definitely looking forward to that in any way that I can assist or even if I can't assist, I'm assist by being there in the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, so look definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um you you talked about traveling mm-hmm. and to both I'll say both physically and sonically. Mm-hmm. Cuz you talked about traveling to and going to a lot of shows and concerts, mm-hmm. but also being out and seeing different countries. Mm-hmm. Um when you do travel, what I want to ask, what is it that you are attempting to search for, even at concerts? What, like, what essence, what aura are you looking for? And what do you typically receive back from these concerts, music, and from these venues, these countries you've been to? Mm.
1: Mm.
0: I'm not trying to stump you. I just, <laughs> we just going in. We just getting into some, some convo. Mm.
2: Hmm. I feel like when it comes to concerts, um, I just think that like when someone makes a really cool album, like experiencing it is so special and so memorable. So I think I just go for always like the, um, thrill that concerts give me I think concerts have always been spaces that like I feel like I can freely like be myself and so like I'm usually very hype at concerts (laughs) like very like out there and just kind of really expressive and so I think that it just brings a lot of joy in my life and a lot of peace and it's always just something like I've been in love with like when I was in high school like my mom didn't let me go to parties like she was like no you're not going to parties like I had 11 p.m curfew like she was strict about that but if I wanted to go to a concert like I would be out to like 130 sometimes and she wouldn't even like question when I went home like she always just like let me do that and so like the first I went the first concert I went to I was in like the eighth grade and then the second one I went to I was like 14 and it was currency and so just like experience that like culture I think it just kind of like I don't know I think it just connected me to like something that I wasn't getting from like my high school or that I wasn't getting from any other setting because there's not really like many things young people can do so all I did was go to concerts, but, um, yeah, I think they just bring me a lot of joy and I just have a deep love for them. And like, um, performance art is like when it comes to music, it's not something I necessarily done publicly, but it's something that I'm definitely interested in, definitely pursuing right now and kind of like stop doing all the other things to do the performance and the curation. So, um, I think that like, It just reflected something in me that I didn't know at the time I wanted to do, but I do want to do now. But I remember being when I was like 18, I was like, I want to work at a concert venue. Like, that's what I want to do. And I think I always knew that I wanted to put on shows. So I think just like creating those like one-time experiences um, feels really powerful to me about that.
0: Man. Yeah, I am with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've 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 hit the road and we have a schedule to hit the road some more. <laughs> yeah, uh, And I got my heat fixed. So okay. we ain't gonna freeze this time. Okay. <laughs> we can drive my car too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um what what are some of the countries that you have visited and um and just briefly what was that like? Just being able to even being as young as you are to travel to six different countries. Mm-hmm. You know, so- what's that experience like?
2: I've been to I went to Mexico when I was sixteen, and then I went to Jamaica when I was nineteen, and then when I was was I twenty one. I think when I was twenty one, I me and my friend did this like four country thing. So we went to the Netherlands. We went to Amsterdam and stayed in the countryside over there, and then we went to Spain. um, We went to Madrid, and then Morocco, and then we went to this place, or we went to. Marrakesh in Morocco which is like their like capital and then we went to Chef Chefshoin which is like this incredible mountain town that's like the whole entire town is blue and so like all of the buildings are painted in different like hues of blues and that place was just like breathtaking and then I went to a, a few other places in Morocco and then um, the last stop was in Thailand mm-hmm. and so um yeah I feel like that specific trip just like opened my world to like, just so many different um, sceneries I've never seen before, especially like nature wise, but also just like, um, just kind of like how everyday cities work. Like there's this spot in um, the Netherlands called um, Rotterdam. And that city is like incredible. It's so, it's just cool to see. It's very like art creatively, like the architecture is very like creatively made. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of like the cube houses before. I so. No, I'll have to show you a picture, but they're basically like these houses that are like these cubes and they're like big and yellow, and that's like a big um, attraction there. And then they have this like 360 mural, so it's like a mural from the floor all the, on the ceiling to the other side of the floor, and it has like this like giant like market in it, and then a mall underneath. And so, just like experiences like that, where I'm just like, yo, this is like incredible. And then, one thing about like being in Europe, because I was there in the winter time, is that like every bar and every place has um, has like heated um, patios. So it's like there was still so much going on, and I just really like that culture of like being outside in the winter time because, like, obviously, being in the house is depressing mm-hmm. in the winter. So being able to be outside and like interact and mingle and still have that like culture was really powerful. But um, I think like what can what I love about traveling so much is like just connecting to like the nature you know because like I don't know exactly where I'm from in Africa but I do know I have like strong African roots and strong like roots to like the earth and the nature just as any other human but I personally just like explore that in my life a lot so I think I try to prioritize that when I go places like there's just something about like being in the mountains that like reminds me of like who I am but also like how to be really humbled by like our creator and so yeah I think that's what I search for
0: sometimes. That's dope. Yeah. I've been to one country. Mm. Stopped through one, but I went home. Home to Nigeria. So that that was... Cool. I got interesting stories from (laughs) Nigeria. You talking craziness. Story time with E. Oh, we want one? We want one. All right. So (laughs) we were... Which one? Man, we're going to do that one. So um, it's connected. So we were in... We stopped in Lagos, that's where we had to fly into. We're from Anugu, so that's East, uh, East Nigeria. Um, but we were in the capital in Lagos and that's basically the New York of Nigeria. So it's craziness there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, it may be four lanes of traffic, but there are six cars going down a lane with motorcycles going between you. So it was just like okay. literally touching your cars, boom, mm-hmm. boom, uh, getting past you. But uh, we had, uh, went to the mall, and i got some stuff. And even the funny part about Nigeria is everything is a bargain, which means if you got a mouthpiece, you can talk the price down, even in the establishments. It don't matter if it got a price tag on it. I'm like, bro, this ain't worth this. You know, you got to be able to wheel and deal. Everybody's just trying to eat. Mm-hmm. So um, it was uh, – we were coming from the mall, and it was nighttime, so we were going to cut through uh, the beach, uh, actual beach uh, side, because Lagos, you know, it's all by the water. Um Was that the Atlantic? I think so. Um, Don't quote me on that. Uh, But we were driving through the beach trying to get to the next highway. It's nighttime. Well, I didn't know. And there's a line of people kind of trailing each other, trying to cut through. Everybody cuts through. Well, they got their own set of gangsters out there. They call them area boys. Mm -hmm. And they set traps in the sand. So what they'll do is set a dune trap to make your car tire sink in and where they got to get you out. What they did... Um, Now, the reason I noticed we had a secondhand experience. I ain't going to say firsthand because the car in front of us hit one of those traps. And as soon as it sunk down, uh, it was the car in front of us. I seen four people walk out the bush with rifles, right? Right in front of us. I'm like, uh, my dad started tripping like, "Uh, what are you doing taking us through here? Get us the hell up out of here. And we was like, so everybody, I look back, everybody in line is just backing up because they know what time it is. <laughs> so what they do is they don't want to hurt you. They want your money. And you ain't got to give it all up, but you got to give them something. So even while they did that, they, we start tucking, you know, in secret compartments in the car just in case they try to run up on our car, but they getting hit. So we back up, we go around, like they'll look at you and everything. I'm like, oh shit, what's up? Folks and like yo bag, and we went on about our way, and everybody else backed up. And you know, because they'll let it, let you out and then they'll reset the trap and try to catch the next one again. they just trying to eat, they're trying to get this money. Um, but that was just one of the, that was like, yo, it's really gully. And that was right after that same day, I was on, you know, how Detroit got eight miles, seven miles, all that kind of stuff to mark what well, mile marker they are in the city. They have theirs on the main highways called Mile 2, Mile 3 to mark where you at. And in high traffic times, one, if there's super high gridlock traffic, them same area boys, walk up to your car. Hey, come off something. You got to you pay your duty. What's up? But well, I was on the side of the road. My dad pulled over because there's a lot of markets on the side of the road. Um, so we over there, uh, people fixing motorcycles, cars, there's markets food. So he get me out. He like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and sit down and eat. So we eating and mine just flies and stuff around. I ain't tripping like that. Mm-hmm. I start eating. My dad start laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? He's like, I wouldn't ate that shit. It's all these flies. I'm like, then why you tell me to eat? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Just so I can have that. He's like, dude, what you doing? But you know, it was a beautiful trip man. Like to be overseas and to see a different way of life and to see how things function and to make sure y'all visit a college over there fellas fellas visit a college over there Mm. oh my god oh my god Mm. we had to get a passport and we also got my passport in one day that's money talk you give him a hundred dollars like hey 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 i'm like okay i'll be right back yeah you know what time it is but uh yeah man that was a, a fun experience i almost got i almost went to jail it was like super fun, man. Right. Like it was it was a lot when now, man. The best just like over here and then like especially places like Cali, street street meat. when people grilling on the side of the street, best shit you're gonna ever have. Hands down, best shit I ever had.
1: Man. He said street meat. Yeah.
0: Not 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 the the <laughs> not the street walkings, but the street <laughs> meat. I guess it's the male pro no I'm playing. But grilling on the side of the street, man, that shit it do something else. Like, I wish we could really do that here, like, for real, for real. You know, here we got to have permits and shit. But, mm. man, it's I I feel you, and I got to get, and went to Montreal. That's the other, I keep forgetting, went to Montreal. So, that's something we, uh, y'all better gear up in June, man. Stop playing with me. Y'all better gear up for June. We got to get, have you, you haven't been to Montreal. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful city. Um, very interesting. Um, mural Festival. Okay. So yes, we gotta make a trip. Mm-hmm. Things need to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh shit. I ain't got too many more questions. Man. I ain't gonna lie to you. You got something, Johnny? Yeah, man, but I mean we gonna Go the
1: conversation flowing in a nice smooth way. Oh yeah. yeah for, I, sure, for sure. I mean I guess do you got any special shout outs or anything like that before we get ready to wrap up this conversation?
2: Hmm. Shout
0: outs. And your brother, Death God.
2: Okay, yeah, shout out yeah. to my brother, Death God, out here yeah. making music. He got a show on May 8th at the Slowdown. Open up for somebody. I don't know their name, but he's fire. Um, yeah, he's on all platforms. He has some new music that y'all don't know, but it's really, really cool. It's a different type of vibe than he normally puts out, and so I'm excited for him to share, and, I'm, and I try to help him a little bit with his stuff so that feels good and shout out to y'all for just having me and just you know being like my friends in real life and just being able to connect and be in community with y'all is really powerful and healing so
1: for sure I mean I was thinking about maybe your sister Egypt or something like that you mentioned the influence she might have had okay and then you was talking about doing music I mean man did did, you have a shout out for your sis Egypt
2: Yes, I always have a shout-out for my sister Egypt. I don't mean to leave her behind, but my sister is a very big influence on just the person that I am today. She's taught me a lot about how to, like, carry myself in the way that I do and about how to, like, be really protective of my, like, energy and my space and how to, like, you know, she's always like, don't let anybody tell you who who they think you are. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, like, don't let people get in the way of the things that you got going on. Like, I feel like she's been really powerful and just like the um yeah just like the way that I carry myself so I just want to thank her for always being supportive out here and um both times I went to Jamaica I've spent my time with her and so that's been really healing and she's definitely like helped me navigate those type of spaces too and like has taught me a lot how to like just move with people and stuff and so even when I was visiting different countries like I felt like I knew how to like you know because like especially in Marrakesh like people are like Trying to like, you know, people trying to make money out here. So they're gonna try to like, if they see you as a tourist, they're gonna, you know, try to get what they can from you mm-hmm. or like try to be really pushy and like make you feel uncomfortable. So I feel like she just taught me how to be really like strong and resilient and um, protect myself. So shout out to you, Egypt.
1: I think that that's perfect because I was gonna ask if you had any words for anybody listening younger, any words of advice. And I think that that's it. Mm-hmm. Protect your energy.
2: Protect your energy. That is a real one. Listen to that little Sim song too. Mm. Mm -hmm. Man, this is
0: amazing. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I really love what you're doing, what you got going on, and who you're becoming.
2: Mm. Thank you. Um,
0: And always continue to be, to becoming. Mm. That means just staying on a journey. Mm -hmm. We don't gotta, there is no destination. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you don't have one and you you trust the process and you are enjoying your journey, it opens up yourself up to more uh, blessings, more. More things to come mm-hmm. it's all it's a process and it's it's beautiful to be a part of what you've done in the past and hopefully what we'll do in the future mm-hmm. and I mean that you know what I'm saying so like I said, we got trips to make we got people to see um we got we got memories to create for not only ourselves for other people
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i'm saying it's true. we are yeah. part of you know, you'll you'll be a part of the legacy of creating, uh, literally creating spaces and opportunities for people who did not have that that mm-hmm. outlet that thing. So mm-hmm. I'm blessed to be around you and to be to know who you are and yes, to sir. continue to learn who you are.
1: Yes, sir.
0: So man, we appreciate it, mm-hmm.
1: Johnny. Man, blessings. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I
2: think you said yeah, it, man.
0: man. Well, we are we gonna get out of. What can the people find you at Elijah?
2: me on instagram at um afra afra underscore moon but the moon is two zeros that's mostly the main form of social media that i use um i have facebook but that's like only when i feel necessary to post stuff twitter is just like my little fun thing so follow me on instagram i do have a website it's alagia.art so a-l-a-j-i-a.art and that just has a lot of information about the stuff that i made in the past um about the Juneteenth event, about Sunday soul and Juneteenth this year too, 2022. Secure some funding for it. We really gonna make it happen bigger and better. So can't wait to show you all that. And just thank y'all so much for having me here. And I just feel the same sentiments about both of you. And Eric, thank you for really being there like at the beginning of my journey and just like believing in the stuff that I was doing and supporting. And mm-hmm. Johnny, you know how I feel about you. We've had a lot of great, powerful conversations. I feel like I've learned so much from you. You're a very wise person. So. Just grateful for the community that we can um, share with each other.
0: For sure, man. Y'all know where to find the streets and our podcast. At we own everything but Apple. <laughs> I just that's the best way to put it, man. Everything but Apple, but we gonna get that fixed too. Um, but uh, also on Instagrams at Streets A A N D R Streets A and R. Um, yeah, give your boys a follow, mm-hmm. a like, mm-hmm. a comment. A subscription, mm-hmm. a share. Mm-hmm. Tell you, tell somebody to tell somebody. Uh, we need some ambassadors. We are not able to afford to pee. I don't give a damn about tax season. We ain't getting the pee until y'all uh, get us to a hundred I mean, like. subscribers, cuz you know what I'm saying. i mean I'm
1: I mean, I mean subscribers.
2: Hey, cuz, y'all better stop playing you with can me, cuz. Like on YouTube, though. Yeah,
0: like we like the videos, uh, like the, you know. Hit us up, man. We in a few countries ourselves. I checked the yeah. stats. You know what I'm saying? We moving yeah. around. We out here, man. But yeah, we appreciate y'all. We got a fellas, Montreal, and young God in the back yeah. holding it down as usual. And, you know, you can find me at Get Ejiki with It. That's G-E-T-E-J-I-K-E-W-I-T-H-I-T. Just like the Will Smith song, but my name.
1: You can find me at Johnny No Good. I don't even want to say it no more because y'all made me feel <laughs> self conscious. So you can just look up Johnny No Good. Google me XP. That's
0: J O N Y K N O G double O and add a <laughs> D. <laughs> but yeah, man, we the streets ain't our podcast, man. We getting up out of here. Thank you again for coming through.
1: Peace. Peace. The beats,
0: the beats, the
1: flow, the flow, the rhythm start from the street street street, street saying our podcast.